Hi, welcome to the Dear Mark Project podcast. Thank you for listening. Our mission here at Dear Mark is to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be. On this podcast, we discuss a wide range of topics that tackle mental health and social media. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to get started. So please tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. So my name's Kelly Watkins. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist and forensic psychologist. Awesome. Well, yeah, today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, anxiety and just some of the um, things that you specialize in. So let's yeah. get started here. Um, so for the first question, um, you have expertise in attention training. So what exactly is attention training? So simply it's training your attention um but basically it's being about to learn the skills and techniques to be able to manage where your attention is going or what it is focused on but it's um a specific set of skills that allows you to be able to do that okay yeah and so how is that you know beneficial for having a healthy relationship especially with social media I think because a lot of the time we do things quite mindlessly, so we don't really, we're not really aware of where our attention is focused. So we could often spend hours sometimes scrolling social media and not really realising, I suppose, how long we're on there for. So how you could really link that in with attention training is obviously if you, if you do the attention training, you're going to be more mindful more aware of what you're actually doing and how potentially how long you're spending on there um and what you're I suppose what you're focusing on because as I said when sometimes on social media it can be helpful and you can learn a lot and it can be really quite enjoyable but then you you've got that that edge I suppose where you tip over and you spend a lot more time on there than probably what you intend to do or what you really want to do so by having the power of attention training you're more able to know when it's kind of tipping over into that that ground where you don't really want to be in terms of spending the, um, a more amount of time on it than what you'd want to if that makes sense yeah and it yeah. sounds like a critical part of beginning attention training is firstly paying attention to your habits so you know how yeah. can we kind of start with this I think a great way it can and I think the beauty of attention training is that originally it was developed really for anxiety however there's such a, a massive crossover so I think one of the best ways to I suppose realize what we're doing is almost keeping a diary so thinking about what we do on a daily basis you may want to do it more like have a, a title and then like a tally chart or you may want to do it but then maybe add how much time you're spending on it um and and in addition to that if you wanted to go a little bit deeper you so you do the diary you'd look at how long you're spending on doing certain things and being honest with yourself because I think sometimes we may yeah shave off the truth a little bit um but to, to go a little bit deeper it would be looking at how much that activity is important and how much it's enjoyable for you. So, for example, maybe doing chores, doing the dishes, it's kind of important, but not that enjoyable. Um, whereas maybe like scrolling on social media, then that's kind of what I mentioned with that tipping, that sometimes it could be enjoyable, but then it turns into something that's not enjoyable. So it's about having that awareness of what you're doing, 
then kind of looking at the time that you're spending on it and if you want to go deeper in looking at how important is it to you and how much you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing that I've personally seen that has helped with just, you know, just general, um, you know, understanding of your intention and uh, self-awareness is setting, you know, timers um, to say, yeah. you know, I'm going to complete a task and um, it's going to be for, you know, 20 minutes or so. And then when that timer goes off, then I can kind of shift my attention um, towards a different mm. situation. Um, so do you find that helpful or um, is there maybe like some other tips as well? Definitely. And I think what you kind of hinted, have you heard of like the Pomodoro technique? I have not, no. So it's similar to, so it's often used when you're studying or doing maybe tasks that involve a lot of your brain space that we often get distracted from, our attention goes elsewhere. So what it is, it's setting a timer for 20 minutes, exactly as you said, and then having a break for five or five or 10, setting a timer for that and then going back and doing another 20. So that is super helpful for if, yeah, if you're studying or yeah, just doing maybe some some tasks that involve a lot of brain space. So that's for that. And then I think with what you were saying is um, a great way, if we're just doing any sort of task to allow us to focus on it, if we set a timer, so if we need to clear out a cupboard, we don't really want to do it. So you ha- you set a timer and say, okay, if I can just do 20 minutes, and often we will spend longer because once you get in it, you're in it and you're doing it. But that, and that's it's kind of almost like tricking your mind into doing it. So it's slightly different from attention training, but it's still there is an element of your your attention on it. But that's what I mean. You, you can blend it and make it helpful for you. Is the topic of using a prioritization technique so like kind of like prioritizing your lists, whether it's prioritizing it within um, like the length, the certain like time length that you're um, completing tasks, or even. If you are, uh, if you like a certain task more than others, is prioritization a good technique for building attention training? I suppose, but with the attention training, it is something that's slightly different um, to prioritize. And I can explain some of the techniques that can help with attention training in a sec. But with the prioritization, I definitely think that's a really good idea. Um, like your to-do list, but the trick is not to have more than three things on your to-do list. Because people often have it like, I could look at my to-do list now and I've got like seven things on there. But then from that, I will put it down into a three things I need to do in a to-do list. But always put the thing that you dislike first. Because then, yeah, because once you've done that, you're like, oh, I've got, but if you leave that to the last one, then you're going to be less likely to be like, oh, I don't want to do that now. If you get it done, get it out of the way and it's done. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like when you set that task that you don't like the most first, it mm. motivates you for the rest of your other tasks because you're like, you know what? I did this and I really did not want to do this, but I got it done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like you're, yeah, you're motivating yourself to do it. Like, well, if I can do that, I can do anything. There's like, it was in a book and I can never remember who said it, but it was the idea of if you always make your bed when you get up, then you've achieved one thing. So it's the idea of always doing just that simple task. Like, okay, I've done that. I can do the rest of it. Um, but yeah, I wish I could remember who said it, but. It's good anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And um, when you mentioned that just start with three tasks, why is it so important to focus on um, less tasks rather than more? You get overwhelmed. Like if you, if you look at your to-do list and you've got seven or 10 things, you're going to feel really overwhelmed and think like, I can't possibly get any of them done. So like, what's the point in trying? Um, or it can just feel like, oh, I don't want to do any of those. Like, or they're going to take too long or I haven't got time to do them so by 
having that list and then breaking it down when you do those three you're obviously you can do more if you want to but you just get that sense of achievement which boosts your self-esteem kind of boosts your mood and then you can make that conscious decision of do I want to add any more or am I kind of cool with just having those three and um, so I think that's why it is really really it's in it's about motivating yourself kind of giving that sense of achievement and that you you've done something um rather than kind of feeling that you, you failed because as soon as you get that 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 feeling of failure that kind of feeds into that fear of failure and then can sometimes make you not want to do anything anyway mm-hmm. yeah no that makes a lot of sense yeah and I feel like we don't understand um, how much time we actually have, you know, because mm-hmm. when you have like that weekend and Monday hits, at least for me, you know, I am breaking down all of my to-do list, which it's like technically it's a to-do list for the week, not for Monday. Yeah. But just like you said, you know, it's it's very, very overwhelming. Um, so just, yeah, making sure that you understand that abundance of time, um, I think is really important too. Yeah, and I think there's um, other things that you can do like the <sighs> – if you wanted to see how what you actually spend your time on during, I mean, kind of like the diary that I was mentioning at the beginning, but just having some sort of record of what you actually spend your time doing. Because as you said, I think I even had it with a client recently and they were saying that they didn't have time to do meditation. I was like, okay. So I made, made them get out their phone and you know when you have like the, the amount of time spent on your phone for different things. Um, and it went through kind of what it was in social media was two hours um a day but then they were saying they didn't have the time to do five minutes meditation so it's really about shifting that perspective of what what do you actually invest in your time and we have so much time but because we sometimes feel overwhelmed or we get too busy with certain things we don't actually realize the time that we could have that we do it spend it on different things does that make yeah mm-hmm. so I think that's really, really important yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And you brought up some um, possible techniques for this as well. Can you go over that? Yeah, so with the attention training, if you are, um, if you want to kind of start out with it, there's two really relatively simple techniques to practice it. So the first one is called a mundane task focusing. So what that basically means is picking a task that you do daily that isn't that exciting um that you fully focus your attention on so a really great example that I often suggest to clients is brushing your teeth because that uses so many different senses you've got the sound you've got the smell you've got the taste um and when you're brushing your teeth just focus just solely on brushing your teeth and your attention will flit off to so many different things and that's fine but then just bringing it back to brushing your teeth and if you were to practice that daily, that is training your attention. And then you'd be able to find in different situations, you would be more in control of where your attention is going. And the, the second one of that is a meditation called the three-step breathing space. Um, and with that, you focus, you do, it's a meditation. So you focus on um, like what's going on in the room, kind of what you can hear, what you can um, see, what you, um, all of those sorts of things. And then you focus your attention on your body, kind of what's going on in your body, how the breath feels. And then you bring your attention out. So then you focus on how your body feels in the room, kind of bringing it back together. Um, So that's a meditation that you can follow. And if you also do both of those, you'd be giving yourself a really good start to do the attention training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
No, that's wonderful. And I'm super curious. And I mean, if you can't share this, that's totally understandable as well. Um, but, you know, I feel like when you're starting on something that can be like a daunting task, you know, especially with what sounds like with attention training, that there's gonna be a lot of benefits that are coming off afterwards. It's hard to mm-hmm. kind of get that motivation to start when you don't quite have those benefits in place yet. Yeah. So I would love if you could um, even like share a story just like from your either like your personal experience or, you know, how just attention training kind of benefited you and how, um, like the fruits of, you know, that hard labor, like what, what are those things? I think for the people that I work with, it's helped them to be more aware of where their thoughts are going. Um, so really being aware of maybe negative thoughts or anxiety provoking or anxiety based thoughts or even anxiety provoking thoughts and being able to, to train their mind so they don't follow those thoughts because when we get a negative thought and anxiety we kind of fall down a rabbit hole don't we We kind of follow it um until we kind of yeah sometimes get the worst case scenario or to a space where we're really feeling quite low so by doing attention training a lot of people that I work with have them been able to stop that so then they don't fall down that um and then for me I think it's just allowed me to in enjoy things more so for example that if I am in like an environment with my friends or my family that I'm really present in what's going on um, and, and trying to kind of be as present with them and sometimes previously my mind would have gone off other places or um, I may not I may have been kind of not really having my attention in the conversation or, or with the people so that's been really helpful um, Another thing, which is, I suppose, a, a bit of a side note, but with eating, <laughs> attention training is really helpful with eating because sometimes when we, we eat, we don't sometimes just rush through. We don't really enjoy the food or the process. So just even ha- using attention training in a simple thing like eating, you can I- enjoy the experience a lot more. Um, so, yeah, I suppose they're, they're the ones that come to mind when I'm thinking of, I suppose, the, the difference it can make. And obviously, as we've kind of begun this discussion with social media, um, kind of being aware of where, so the, I'm just going off on one, so like where the negative thoughts come on with social media, that sometimes we can be scrolling, a negative thought will pop up being maybe comparing ourselves to other people, or things like that, but if you've done the attention training, you can one, be more aware of when you are kind of scrolling, and, and it not being so helpful, then also being able to stop the negative thoughts when they come up as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> that's all the things I could think of. No, yeah, I mean, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, and so just like when you're talking about, like, especially for social media, I'd love to discuss just like one um, tactic or um, technique that we can use like specifically geared towards social media for um, this attention training. Um, I suppose obviously it would start off with having that diary to kind of being aware of what the how we're actually spending the time with it but I think it's it's being a world what is the function of our use of social media um and and being I suppose being aware what do I want to actually get out of it and having our uh, being able to manage our attention when we're on there so if we're doing things that aren't in line with our values or the function of what we want to get out of social media if we've done the attention training we're going to be more aware of that and I think within that you would be a lot more of like purposeful use of social media 
Um, I don't really know if that answers your question, but it, that's kind of what's making me think, like, I think that's how the transition w- would come between the two. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if you're trying to direct your attention, um, yeah, I mean, just journaling and understanding just, you know, how long you're actually spending on social media and mm-hmm. that's in line with your goals. Um, yeah, so that's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so Kelly, thank you so, so much for being on this podcast. It's been lovely having you here and hearing your expertise. Um, so please tell the audience um, how they can get in touch with you and um, anything that you want to promote. Yeah, um, so on Instagram, I'm Kelly underscore the underscore CBT underscore psychologist. Didn't really think of that when I made it when I was going to have to say it out loud. Um, but that's my social media. My website is um, www.kellywatkins.co.uk. Um, and from the website, you can have links to my YouTube channel. And I've got a recording of the attention training on there. Um, and there's some other um, products, ebooks, as well as journals and things like that that people can get from there. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah, as always, we will have all that in the description below so you can get to all of her links. Highly recommend that you do. So again, Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. To learn more about how to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be, follow us on Instagram at the Dear Mark Project and visit our website, dearmark.co. Stay tuned every week for a new episode. Thanks again for tuning in.